0: Fantasy adventure horror. So begins a new series with my guest for this episode of presenting some classics from my own childhood. The first being a tale as old as 1994 with the previously home alone kid overcoming his fears with the help of books and the stories that their pages tell. So grab your sword and shield and get ready to fight a dragon as we discuss the page Master. seeing question mark exclamation exclamation point as always i'm your host ariel ortiz and today we're starting a new special series um with one of my favorite guests um going over some of my favorite childhood movies and um since there's an age gap between me and my guest uh it's gonna be a very interesting um series and and hope to kind of like follow through with this through the rest of the year so um without further ado let me introduce my guest my bro sergio ortiz hello uh-huh and today um we're going to be discussing um the first of of a few couple movies of and today's movie is going to be the page master so uh junior what were your uh first initial thoughts
1: upon seeing it, it's very uh 90s mm-hmm. um and i watched it like on a, on a saturday morning eating breakfast Mm-hmm. so it was, like you said it was a very saturday morning cartoon experience it was nice it was it was an easy watch you know i think it's it's one of those movies that's really good for all ages and it it has a lot of tropes during like the live action parts of it mm-hmm. right? um but it has a you know a generally good theme to it you know the theme is to not let fear hold you back and I think it's uh it's a good watch for all ages. Um it it is a 90s movie. It's half uh live action. Well, not half live action, but it's the beginning is live action and like mm-hmm. it goes into an animation. Mm-hmm. And um I think they're both really good. Uh I liked uh I thought the story was like I said it's like a, it's an easy watch it was nice to follow along yeah, with it. Yeah
0: it's just an hour like about an hour long uh, so it it's very short
1: It's not that long mm-hmm. um so it was it was it was nice to watch it doesn't demand a lot obviously it's it's a film for for kids and um I think it still holds up to this day uh, the animation is okay um well, what I will say about the animation one thing I did notice was what I thought was cool is so the story is he's you know in the library and he's being guided by the three books of you know the three different genres adventure horror and fantasy Mm
0: -hmm.
1: as they're going through the worlds each one has a distinct look to it horror obviously looks scary and everything's lime green um but then when they cross over to adventure um with with pirates and the seven seas i noticed that like the the background art started looking more like um like, I was watching, like, a old classic adventure movie, mm-hmm. like, from, I don't know, like, um, like 20,000 Leagues mm-hmm. or or Treasure Island, you know. And it yeah. has that, that very, like, rosy, film, grainy look to the sky, and it's very vibrant. And I was like, oh, that, that's cool, but I, I didn't pick it up at first until at the very end when they go into fantasy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then the background art changed to look more like the ink and paint style of um,
0: like classic mean,
1: like Walt Disney film yeah. animations yeah. where like the like the backgrounds look straight out of something from like Snow White or Sleeping Beauty
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's like oh that's a cool little attention to detail mm-hmm.
0: cool.
1: but overall yeah it's, it's a cute film um, and Macaulay Culkin's in it and he does a good job as not only an actor but a voice actor as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: uh, it, was, it was cool to watch and it, the fact that it is sh- it's short but it also has a good good ending to it that wraps up everything which I was when I saw how short it was I was gonna I was like oh I hope it doesn't like rush through the ending really quick but it doesn't it has a really good wholesome ending that wraps everything up perfectly
0: yeah I think like this came out came out definitely after the first Home Alone um wondering if it came out oh yeah it came out after both Home Alone's which is kind of weird because like Macaulay Culkin like seems a little bit more adult in a- a- especially Home Alone 2 but i think that's probably the point <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. thing like he's like kind of um self you know self reliant at that point but um but yeah like yeah going back to that kind of art style like i don't know if you know like the early, like, kind of early, late 80s, early 90s, there was like this artist, like Don Bluf, that did Black Cauldron. And, and, um, uh, we had covered one on another, um, on our other show, but I can't remember it right now. But essentially, oh, Titan E. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, essentially, kind of like, I got a sense of that kind of style. But then also, um, Like, yeah, going back to the ink and paint, like fantasy felt very much like, um, uh, phantasmic, especially with the, um, with the like fairies and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. And I, the, I noticed also an art style in the fantasy realm of like definitely rotoscoping because like the, the like kind of ballerina, um, fairies, they seemed very much like live but they were like rotoscoped over, which Mm -hmm. is like the art of just like essentially tracing over like a live kind of thing. Um, So yeah, no, but I, I'm, this was like one of the movies of my childhood. I, it came out in 1994, but I don't think I watched it until like, I don't know, I would have been two, maybe like when I was like four years old. So, so like maybe a year or so after this, this uh it coming out so but definitely on on home video Mm -hmm. um and yeah it's just been one of these like fun it you know it always like captured my imagination because i i used to be a really big reader i need to get back to it but but yeah definitely like capture that element of it you know like and then also like me being somewhat of a scaredy cat um (laughs) like child and stuff and yeah, like it was very interesting. Like now, looking back nowadays to his character, I'm like, you see, I, he's yeah, he's kind of like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he's kind of a worrywart and stuff like that. And I guess like back then I kind of was too, but you know, similar to to the to his character, I kind of like you know gain confidence and stuff. But yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and it it's fun to see like they play with the. Oh, like the library is this magical place. It was like it's 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 a movie that I could have seen myself watching when I was younger mm-hmm. and just remembering like oh yeah, I remember that movie and making me want to like read books or something. Uh-huh. Know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a very cute movie and like the 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 books characters themselves are really cute. I mean like yeah, I didn't even it wasn't until this rewatch that I um knew that that was Patrick Stewart as Adventure because mm-hmm. his voice is so different really. and stuff like that. I didn't recognize it either. Uh-huh. Um, but um, what are some standout moments for you?
1: Um, I think... For standout moments, I think each part of when they go through different genres, each part for me has a standout moment. I love, I love watching you know classic stories of uh you know what each genre is with adventure and fantasy it's particularly adventure i love like them going through with the pirates and moby dick and all that stuff it it does really ignite your childhood imagination um and watching macaulay culkin's character kind of evolve Mm. for as short as the film is i think his character development is very natural. Mm -hmm. You start seeing him put aside his own wants because he wants to help these books, you know, get checked out. (laughs) And um, uh, I think a particular standout moment for me had to have been uh, the end when they're fighting the dragon. Uh, I thought it was really well done. And it was also, it was fun to see him like this is like the climax of his character going from this scaredy cat kid to to who he is now, and he even says the line, "I'm not afraid of you," and it reminded me of Home Alone. That's like, exactly what I was thinking
0: because I was like, like, from the beginning, once he like they started saying like, "Oh, he's um, a scaredy cat" and stuff like that, I was like, "That's that like moment was popping to my head. Right. I'm not afraid of you." Mm-hmm. You hear that? I'm not afraid of you.
1: <laughs> and I, I, he did, he did a really. I liked his voice acting. Mm-hmm. I think he did a really good job as a voice actor. Um, I mean, like the character obviously was modeled around himself in real life. Mm-hmm. It's just him in animated form, but yeah. I still thought that as a voice actor performer in animation, you know, I thought he did a really good job at over overemphasizing his his like um his mannerisms and his traits and um all of them were especially of course patrick stewart and whoopi goldberg of course
0: yeah and it's going since you're touching back on the voice acting um there's actually like so many uh star trek alumni and unironically in this film. So besides Patrick Stewart, Whoopi Goldberg also was on um Next Generation, and then there's Leonard Nimoy. He Leonard Nimoy was Doctor Jekyll and Mr high So that's Spock. Huh. And then I guess one of the smaller roles was played by um one of the doctors from um uh, Voyager. I think it's the doctor from Voyager. Um. So yeah, just randomly, <laughs> just randomly, there's there's like a lot of Star Trek. Oh, then also, yeah, um, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd, it was uh, he wasn't page. Khan, he was he was a, but he was in one of he was in the Search for Spock movie. So yeah, and so it was just randomly all these characters. Not from <laughs> Star, Star Trek. Trek,
1: not from Star Trek. I think the voice of Long John Silver was
0: it's Jim well, Cummings. Right? You could only okay. get Jim Cummings to play a pirate. I thought like so. That. I'm
1: like, this sounds like Pete. Yep, it sounds
0: exactly <laughs> like Pete. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's yeah. I had I had a lot of good voice talent. Um, I think this was around the time where 20th Century Fox was really trying to make that last push for 2D animation, and or not yeah. like the it, it, was it was still going strong. Oh yeah, it was yeah because yeah. it was the it was you said ninety four <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, but it was like at they I think they saw an opening because I think. Um, this was right before, like, what's considered the Disney um, renaissance of the 90s. Mm, okay. So, so yeah.
1: Dang. hmm So, but yeah, I think they were... Fox in particular was coming out really strong with a lot of animations. Like you said, we talked about Titan A.E.* before. We talked about Prince of Egypt
0: before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dre- well, Prince of Egypt isn't that DreamWorks or is that Oh, that is DreamWorks. Works. You're okay. right. You're right. Okay, yeah.
1: But this was like during that time where we had multiple studios making mm-hmm. multiple animated films, mm-hmm. and yeah. so it was nice to see an animated film that came from somewhere else, like 20th Century, um, and especially at the time with like the the hand drawnness, it was it was fun to see them play with it, especially during the. Beginning part of the animation where they were still in the Library or what resembled a library before it went full-blown like yeah something else hmm and so they're slowly watching it contort from a library To something that looks like a library, but it's like super exaggerated and maze-like to mm-hmm. To something that doesn't look like a library at all And it was fun to see that through animation and it felt like they were taking the mo taking advantage of animation as much as they can yeah
0: yeah yeah i mean like there's just so many moments like now watching it as a as a 30 year old um there's so many like moments that you miss as a kid because they're playing into like adult yeah (laughs) i was like i was totally shocked with like you know when the first instance of 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 um, fantasy in the first introduction she's like you're getting my my little, little mermaid, mermaid pantyhose up you know and up. i was like what <laughs> that caught me off guard <laughs> yeah caught me off guard and then there's just like so many also so many literary like um references of course but that that they're true. of like a more adult like uh, you know ref- um book reads you know kind of thing of like uh hunchback or notre Dame like, Sanctuary, which I knew because of the Disney movie, but, you know, just kind of, like, back then, no, no, it comes from the books and stuff like that, there's, like, um, oh, there is one of the most randomest ones that I caught was, um, Towards the end, they're on the, the cliff, you know, where where the dragon comes out. Mm-hmm. And, like, a book, a big book, like, had fallen on them. And then, like, Macaulay Colton's character, like, lifts it up. And it's Atlas struggle
1: <laughs> Yeah, Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was literally thinking that. I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I was just like, that is the most randomest, like, thing to be in a kid's movie <laughs> and stuff.
1: It's because, well, I mean, he's literally, like, yeah. Atlas lifting the book up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny too. Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, what, I, what was your overall opinion? Like, did it. Do you get the hype that I had as a kid watching this movie?
1: As a kid, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's good. It's not like the best well, goes, animated yeah. movie. And it's, it's. I liked it though. It was really cute. And I think it's a good movie to play for kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, like. It's something that I could see owning it on like v h s and watching it multiple times
0: yeah i I didn't own this one I rented it, but I rented it a lot <laughs> exactly i could see it, I could see myself yeah.
1: renting it multiple times from blockbuster um but yeah, I thought it was really cute um it's very uh, it's a very like pleasant easy watch um and it's it's just fun. I think that's another thing too. They wanted to tell a fun story, that also had a good message. Um, it uh, it has a lot of tropes from the you know that era, mm-hmm. but I th- I still think it's really good. Um, for that reason, you know, I think a lot of times when I point out when we look at movies that from your childhood, um, and I see that they they have those tropes. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think those actually make it more enjoyable for me personally because it makes it more like you know it's like it's more special that way Mm. unless of course it's like suffering from it but in this obviously it's not here um
0: yeah yeah there was one you know i haven't seen this for years and like there was one moment where i was like i thought i thought like at one point like um horror flat out like died or something like that like he like drowned or something <laughs> oh yeah he and was it,
1: gone for a while yeah
0: but he didn't drown and i kind of like was mix. i think i was mixing up like the the moment where you know they get lost in the water and it, with like um adventure finding him like like essentially gulliver's travels kind of like tied mm. up by these little people mm-hmm. um I really thought that, like, oh, they had to, like, bring him back to, like, life or something like that. But I not know. He just had to, like, get a hug kind yeah, of yeah. thing. <laughs>
1: well, he was, like, out cold. <laughs> yeah, for that's what? what I was like. Which was, like, okay. Yeah. had <laughs> to bring him back to life.
0: Yeah. It was just, like, a combination because I thought, like, I kind of, like, I think it was a combination of mixing in, like, them getting lost in the water and then, um macaulay Colton's character like essentially like according out like water from adventure and then that scene where he's like knocked out cold um just kind of like accumulated in my mind um but yeah like it, the, these characters are just so enjoyable like i i really love like the three books mm-hmm. I, i've it kind of like still hits my heart with um with how, like, they never been, like, checked out. And, like, it's kind of mm. sad. It makes me sadder, you know, kind of, like, even back then, like, oh, li- libraries were places, like, that people didn't, you know, kids weren't going to as much as, like, before and stuff like that. So, it was, like, mm. these books weren't getting checked out and being, like, learned and stuff mm. like that. So, um definitely, I think it's, like, a movie that, that could play help and and should be shown to kids nowadays just for that reason yeah. kind of like influence like going to a bookstore or um or a library kind of thing
1: yeah that's yeah. why i said i could see myself like i could see this movie being played when i was a kid too because i think yeah around when i was growing up they they were making like a big push for libraries too like to me libraries Seem like this like magical place of wonderment, and that's what it is in this movie, you know. Because mm-hmm. that's what they were. That's what how they treated it to us, mm-hmm. and so they heavily encouraged us to go to libraries and check out books, get library cards, read books and stuff. So, yeah, you're right. I like like I said, this movie I think still, um, it's it still stands up to today's generation of kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so like, um, kind of going off of that, like, uh, why do you think like people like me as a kid, or you know, like, uh, or have latched on to like this movie?
1: Um, because it's, I think, it's just it's one of those movies that uh, is and well, one, it's good. I think it's a good movie, but two, I think it's it's just so perfectly made for the children of that era that it when they see it at that right time, it sticks with them. And it's something that they can remember because it's, it's specifically made for them and uh, it's made well too. And so that message, and I'm sure it's not the only film or the only thing of that time that had that same message, not only of the theme of like, don't let fear get in the way uh, of, you know, Doing new things, trying new things, being growing, um, but also of course going to the library and reading more books. <laughs> like there's there there was other ways that they were communicating that as well. So I'm sure the fact that you were being shown that message so much, um, that message that's also in this movie. That's another reason why it's stuck with you know that generation as well. You know yours as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so. Um, I mean, I think it sticks with you for a good reason and it's, it, yeah, it's just one of those childhood movies that's, it's just fun to watch mm-hmm. and go back to. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah. Just a few moments of like, oh, like that's, that's how dated, unfortunately, um, was like the whole him like, okay, go, go, here's a, here's a nail, go and get me a pound of these nails. Like, cause they used to sell like free, like kind of like, like how you, how you buy fruit by the pound or, mm-hmm. or beans in our, in our case, like, you know, by the pound <laughs> and stuff, they yeah. used to sell, um, uh, nails by the pound. Wow. So they're like, get me a pound of these. I think he says that, right? Mm-hmm. Along the lines of like, get me a pound of, of these nails. Um. And then also of like, yeah, just the fact of like a kid going out and doing oh, yeah, that. Sending him off. Yeah, sending him off and stuff. Um, but I really, I always, I still, I think I still dig his his um, bike. Like at the beginning. <laughs> it's like a cool, like, like besides it being, you know, overprotective and stuff like that. I, I, I just find that, that cool kind of moped-like front facade mm-hmm. pretty interesting. Cool.
1: It's funny yeah. how they first shown it. I was literally thinking to myself, "This is—he's all talking about it being unsafe, and he's driving this. Like it'd be safer to just ride a bicycle." And then he turns out of the garage, and it is a bicycle. I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: <laughs> you thought it was um. like a moped.
1: <laughs> well, that's how they show it, because um, they have like the, yeah. the fog effects yeah. and the sounds. I'm like, "What the?" <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, but. But yeah, um so I I can't really say like a our follow up question of like how would you like would you how is it surprising that people would be shocked to watch this movie because, you know, this is an an older movie and this is kinda like a very special um series with you. But so I, I would like I guess like kinda like to fill that question, in, maybe um what since you're ten years younger than me, what would be the closest like movie from your childhood that would kind of equate oh, to this movie? Oh
1: man, um, <sighs> oh man, that's tough. They showed us a lot of like cartoons from the '90s in classrooms. Um, they were mainly about, you know, the things with history. And, like, I don't know, like, um, Schoolhouse Rock.
0: Yeah. And yeah, but, like, any any movies that came out, um, during your childhood, that kind of, like, um, gave that s- sense of, like, a uh, feeling that you got from, from watching this movie?
1: I guess one movie that I, like, kept renting from Blockbuster multiple times was The Wild. Just that 3D animated mm-hmm. Disney movie. That I don't know if anybody remembers. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. but that's one that i rented multiple times just to watch it and i didn't really of course understand everything that was going on because i was a little kid but i just you know i liked watching it so i kept renting that to the point where um her dad was like stop you need to rent something else (laughs) yeah um but yeah i guess that's that's the first one that comes to mind
0: Cause like isn't the son? I know it's like there's a lion and then his son, and is the son like a little bit more scared and stuff like that? Or I honestly don't. I know even the giraffe remember.
1: Is. I don't yeah. remember. I think no, they're from like a zoo. Yeah. And the, it was
0: like it was like Disney's version of Madagascar, but it, yeah. I think it, it's a little bit more moral driven. I know?
1: honestly don't remember. I guess that's something that I have to go back and rewatch. I just remember that's something that I watched multiple times. Mm. I just I think that the the premise was the... I might be, like, making this up, mm. but I think the son was just like, I want to return to the fatherland, and then he goes back to, like, Africa. Oh, okay, Africa. so
0: it's more like the... And he's like, the, I got to get my son the, back or something. Oh, okay. So, I better, so think like, a warrior father. I really father, don't
1: then, yeah. remember. Oh, okay. But...
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but, no, that's cool. I, I, I like, really wanted to, like, yeah, like, figure out kind of things of, like what what is the alternative on your side of of things of and so, like, yeah, we'll carry on with that in I in mm-hmm. and that's working.
1: not a, I think for everybody, it's unique. it's different. Everybody mm-hmm. has that own of course, yeah. movie that they remember from their childhood because mm-hmm. I'm sure I don't know if a lot of people remember the wild or that being their movie from their childhood. I know that there's m- more oh no yeah that's the first one that comes to mind
0: yeah yeah no just like like just kind of equating like okay what is your page master kind of Mm -hmm. thing um but yeah but yeah but but um with that i would just like to thank you for joining me junior on this first episode of a of a series that will come um come touch back on every once in a while hope Mm -hmm. to at least maybe do like introduce you to maybe like um uh, maybe like a few more. Like I, I'd say like maybe up to four more. Mm-hmm. I think the next one will be uh, a double feature sports related one no, I, yes. with um with um the little giants and um and uh the big green. I think are gonna be are gonna be the two double feature for the big for me. Green. Yeah, man, there's just
1: it's like a whole genre of sports movies. Yeah, yeah, but like movies that are like actually with registered teams
0: Mm -hmm. no 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 these ones aren't (laughs) well kind of sort of the little giants is like typical to how like a little league is you know nowadays you'll you'll see you'll see um with in terms of like trademark names um Mm. but yeah but with that um thank you as always bro for for joining me and now you can say that you have seen it yay and um, thank you everybody out there for for checking us out. Um, if you'd like to hear a little bit more of me, um, I also co-host a podcast called Underrated under our Undercast Company banner as well. And um, go and check that out. And uh, just, just check out Undercast Company on all your social media platforms and click the link in our bio and you'll find besides this podcast also that podcast as well um but with that thank you as always for listening and thanks for being amazing
1: bye-bye